0: Lord, it's me. Believe it. Someone uh, they took the switch my for some fucking But it's cool. We're gonna deal with it. <laughs> oh, I guess you're gonna deal with it. and welcome to Generation Lost the show about movies with me and finally Jeremy. <laughs> Hello
1: everybody. I'm back. I'm back in the bag in the fray trying to add fucking things saddle. trying to add things back to my life uh, <laughs> one thing at a time seeing if I can maintain an equilibrium with with an ever increasing heat and um, <laughs> you know hopefully I will be like the the frog not the one that Boils the to The one death. that jumps. Yeah. The one. No, not the one that jumps either. Uh, the one that like, fucking lights a cigar and just like just chills like, in a hot tub. I love
0: a jacuzzi. I
1: love a jacuzzi. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit.
0: Yeah. Make the jets <laughs> more intense.
1: You got jets in this cast iron pot. I'm picturing in the scenario.
0: <laughs> yeah, with his arms spread out. <laughs> that classic story about the jacuzzi frog. Yeah, Michigan.
1: It's Michigan J Frog. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, he lights a cigar. Um, maybe like two girl frogs go in with him.
0: <laughs> two, huh?
1: Yeah, two, one on each arm.
0: And he has a baby.
1: <laughs> he's got a baby in the next room and he's just like, yeah, my frog wife is taking care of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> has it been fun being an at home dad?
1: It's great. It's honestly it's fantastic. Um Is it
0: much is it like much? more stressful or less stressful way less like being a hospital dad
1: oh hospital dad is way 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 worse Mm. like in every single conceivable way way worse
0: (laughs) it seemed very stressful
1: (laughs) it was terrible it was a terrible time but um no it's honestly it's like all of the stress nightmares you have about being a, a parent like to an infant like I'm sure that there's plenty coming my way when like Nico can get up and move around yeah, and like and... touch stuff and knock it over and like later on like get into trouble at school and stuff I'm sure there's plenty coming but like this part is always the part that I remember like being really afraid of is like a baby and it cries all the time and screams do it? what do you do? <laughs> You know exactly what to do. Babies only have they—they they don't know about stuff yet. Right. There's nothing that they're really like crying about. It's either food or sleep, or they need a diaper. It's only a couple things. So right. usually you're pretty well covered if you can just like run down the checklist and then be like, "Well, it's one of them because he doesn't know about other stuff. He doesn't <laughs> know the burp, like
0: the sh- the pants, yeah, the food.
1: Sometimes you got to do bicycle legs to make him fart." <laughs> Nobody tells oh, yeah. you about that one. No,
0: I knew about that one. <laughs> I've done that to babies. It's yeah, very you gotta, fun. You got
1: to make them <laughs> fart. Um, but yeah, there's no like, you know, did he like, you're like, did he like watch the news? Did yeah, he like hear sad? about like global warming? Like... He doesn't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about our show is that as he gets older, you're going to watch more and more children's movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited.
0: <laughs> but that, But for now, I assume it's all the same, right?
1: Yeah, no, for now, I mean, it's, I'm consuming at a, just, like, an ever, in like, crazier clip. Like, I'm watching so much shit now because, like, so much of being a, a parent to an infant is, like, sitting around. Right. You like, can't move. You can't move if like if he doesn't want to sleep in his crib, then he's going to sleep on your chest. And if he's sleeping on your chest, then you're stuck to the couch for a couple hours.
0: Well, I guess I have to watch something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, at some point it becomes maddening. For a little while, I was mm. like, I was doing it every night, and I'm like, I got to do something else besides sit and watch <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm freaking out.
1: I'm freaking out. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> but um, no, I've, so I've been watching just like a ton of stuff. So I'm gonna like not go too in depth on any. Of of these but just like a, a couple of there. things that I wanted to talk about uh very very briefly. One is I rewatched um uncut gems which is something that I swore I would never do.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Well, I, I rewatched it because I had rewatched um A Serious Man and I realized that Incredible they are th- the same movie. They're the same movie. <laughs> it's a really similar premise. Oh. It's just this kind of like it's this this Jewish man who's who's just having the heat ever increased on him throughout right. the film, but until Uncut it snaps Gems, at the end.
0: But in Uncut Gems, it's his fault. Yes, like he's doing it. In Serious Man, God is doing it to right, him. Right. Yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's but true. In very very similar films, and so after watching a Serious Man, I was like, I want to rewatch Uncut Gems, and the, both fantastic films, very similar but uh, different in you know enough a lot ways. Of ways. Yeah, uh, and. uh, Good companion pieces to one another, I would say. I buy about that. The, uh, about the American Jewish experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot we we talked about Uncut Gems, right? Like we, yeah,
1: because I think we started the show right when it came out. Yeah,
0: that um, and The Irishman were, were coming yes, out. Yes,
1: were, were the early things that we talked about. Yeah, um, which
0: I thought it was okay. And now, the Irishman? Uh, no, no, The Uncut Gems.
1: Yeah, Uncut Gems. I thought it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was probably my favorite movie last year. But um, Was it 2020?
0: 2019, I think.
1: 2019, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it yeah. was the end of 2019. Oh, we mm. didn't do
0: like a 2020 wrap-up of like good movies that came out because probably good, because there wasn't probably any. nothing
1: really did, yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you wanted that, fuck you. Who cares? Fuck <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> fuck you. We're past it. It's over. It's over. Don't it's look 2021 back 2021 now. <laughs> or any other way for that matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never look behind you. You'll turn into salt. That's what I know about the Jewish Bible.
1: Exactly, Yes. <laughs> So uh, those are some things that I rewatched. I also, um, there is a new season of the television series Search Party.
0: Um, oh yeah, which show. I've talked
1: about in the past, and uh, highly recommend you, Bryn, watch and everybody yes. at home watch it. It's a really just wildly underwatched show. It's the I think trailers. everybody who watches it rates it really highly, but it's just nobody's watching it, and it sucks.
0: Yeah, you and my sister have told me to watch it, and I just saw the trailer for. The third season, and it mm-hmm. looks so crazy. It's um, wild. It's a I, uh, wild
1: show. Because <laughs> I have I t- not watched so it yet. The basic premise of the show is that it's about this woman Dory, who um, she's like a millennial burnout at the beginning of the series, just kind of like coasting by, doing okay, whatever. But like looking for more purpose in her life, and she kind of clings to this idea of like finding this girl Chantal who's gone missing. And she just becomes obsessed with it, and all of her friends around her are just like, Why do you care about this? We didn't even like her at school. Like, she wasn't our friend. You don't care about her, really. And she's like, But we got to find her. She's missing. And it it sets off this whole series of events that, um, you know, not to spoil anything, but it it gets Uh really crazy. And, um,. After the first season, you're kind of like, I don't know where the show goes from here, because it kind of just wrapped up the story really nicely. And it does what is, I think, the most logical thing to do with something with a story like that that you want to keep making, which is just to spend the rest of it punishing everybody. That's the only thing (laughs) left to do is just like, (laughs) exactly. So the rest of the series is just like, how do we hurt these people endlessly? (laughs) Um, And so the last three seasons basically have just been like different ways to just like punish them for their crimes. (laughs) Um, And so this new season is kind of halfway through right now. And it's like one of the craziest seasons of television I've seen. And it's weirdly enough, like fans don't seem to be liking it. Like the chatter online among the few people who watch the show seems to be like, yeah, I don't like it. It's kind of boring this season. I kind of think it rules because it's like. Mm it's um it's the most like high contrast show i've ever seen ever where like the the a plot is dory is like kidnapped and like being psychologically tortured and like really really committing to showing psychological torture and like and, and, and like misery, and, and really, like every <laughs> like scene that funny. it's happening, it's not funny at all. It's really, really upsetting most of the time. Uh-huh. It's like, it's in a funny enough premise that it still feels like it belongs in the show. But every time the scene gets going, like you get past the funny part, and then it's just like,
0: oh, this isn't, oh
1: no, <laughs> this is really bad. And then, um, and then the B plots are like, uh, the character Portia is an actor and she's playing Dory in the movie about what happened in the first season Uh uh-huh um so she has kind of like this zany plot and then um john early's character uh whose name i never remember but john early's character becomes like a conservative commentator on fox news and he's like the biggest star in the country as this like gay conservative icon who's like (laughs) selling like rhinestone bedazzled pistols and (laughs) shit. And it's just like the wackiest plots that they could possibly think of as just <laughs> to serve as just like, like the, like when you squeeze a little bit of lemon on like a really fatty, uh, like rich meal, just uh-huh. as something to be like, you got to give them something
0: else. You got, <laughs> it's something to cling to. <laughs> they're going to get, they're going to vomit from all this.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's a very good show. Highly recommend everybody watch it. Uh, and go watch- back to the first season. It's. I've seen the whole series. It's fantastic. All of it is very good.
0: And you've seen the 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 all of the third season is not out yet.
1: This is the fourth season now. Oh the wow! The third season okay. is all up. Um, oh, okay. The fourth season is coming out. Uh, the last two weeks they did three episodes at a time. I don't know why they're doing it that way, but that's how they're doing it. Okay. Um. So next thing I wanted to uh, talk about, and it's not really like. This isn't like anything that's like breaking the mold or anything or anything special. It's just a very fun show that I, I would recommend people watch if you got a baby sleeping on your chest, for example. Uh, it is a <laughs> game show. It's a new game show on ABC uh, called what? The Hustler. <laughs> um, okay. And, like, new game shows don't really come around very often anymore, you know? It's usually an adaptation of a show that existed show. somewhere else or an old show or something like that. Mm-hmm. The Hustler, as far as I can tell, I haven't really looked too far into it, but as far as I can tell, this is a new premise for a show. And it's very fun because it's like a parlor game that they're playing on TV. Okay. So the premise is it's... Uh, uh, like,
0: uh, a, like a like a mafia kind of game? Kind of, yeah. huh
1: Uh, So it's I think it's six people or is it five people? It's five people I think sitting around a table uh, and each of them introduces themselves and basically you have ten you have ten trivia questions you have to answer over the course of a half hour and the ten questions are all uh, you know random trivia right and each of them comes with a clue about the identity of the hustler. And the hustler is one of those five people who's okay. lying about who they are. <laughs> and you have to figure out who the hustler is. And basically, the idea is, like, each question is worth X amount of dollars, and at the end, if you figure out who the hustler is, you and the the remaining people in the game split the money. And if the hustler can stay hidden until the end, the hustler leaves with all the money. Oh, wow. And so by the so end wait, of it, it's like...
0: How much money are we talking? Like, if you're, so, if you're not the hustler, what's your max?
1: Like, a good, a good outcome for the game is it'll be up to, like, a dollars to $120,000. That'll be split between two people. So, sixty sixty apiece, and the Hustler could leave with
0: $120,000. Wow. Okay, so not bad money either way.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, each question will be, each round will be, like, they'll be, like, the Hustler... Uh, collects, um, you know, cigar boxes from all around the world, and it'll be a trivia question about cigars. And the idea is that you're using these to try to out the hustler because they're things that the hustler knows. Okay. So every time it's a piece of information that they know. So you're trying to like look around and be like, well, who was super confident in that answer, or who's like, who's uh, like giving clues a certain way, you know? Um, it's, it's a fascinating show to watch. It's very fun. I mean, this
0: is like very, my, my kind of game. Like I love games where I have to lie. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever played like the Jackpot game, faking it? I don't think so. That's like the same kind of thing. And what it is is like, there'll be a question of like, everyone gets a phone question. That's like, um, I don't know how many hats does this do you own and then you're supposed to put up like how many hats like a number in your on your hand right um and then uh everyone gets that question but one person doesn't get it and so you just have to put numbers (laughs) and you're just like (laughs) hopefully you understand the question and then like through that kind of game where you raise your hand or you put up numbers or something people right. have to like figure out that you don't know what the questions are
1: right so you have to try to like <laughs> and then you, you have, kind to, of like, have to intuit and vibe out like is this going to be a question where like 100 is a good number to say or <laughs> yeah, five exactly.
0: or 10 or you know yeah. and uh that's it's so nerve-wracking but i always win <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm great it's, at lying I, lo- I love
1: lying it's the best <laughs> it my um and I, I love, um, so the show is very good because uh, the other thing that's really interesting about it is like the casting is wild. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they find these people, but like <laughs> they find people with like interesting enough life facts that they kind of make a big picture, but then they find people who always, always are not the one you expect to have these certain traits. Like they try to uh-huh. lead you towards, so it's, it's cast where it'll be like the one person who's the hustler is like, so, all right, so an example will be like, it's a, like a, middle-aged midwestern mom right uh and then the and that's the hustler and the clues will be like she uh um has like a customized billiards room in her house that she made (laughs) with like leopard print and whatever oh and so then they'll have a guy who looks like a sex creep right and that's like one of the people who's not the hustler and the idea is that they're giving you clues that are like you know, maybe it's this person.
0: <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know, might be think like, that the- this guy looks like he has a customized billiard room. Exactly. But it's actually the lady.
1: It's actually this lady, this Midwestern mom, <laughs> who is also, like, a member of a cigar club and also, like, plays fantasy football. The point is that it's always trying to lead you towards oh. not who it is. It's fascinating. So um, all of
0: these people really have their life. And mm-hmm. then they're just, like, creating questions and, and, like... Oh, I love that idea. I want to yeah. be on this game so. Fucking I know I want to be on it so bad. Oh god. <laughs> I haven't even seen a single episode, and I want to be on it. But that it's sounds so much so fun. fun. Yeah, it's fun. a very
1: enjoyable show, and um, yeah, the best one was like I think it's the first one actually was the the person was like recruited by the CIA to do like undercover shit in China.
0: Oh god, what? And like at the beginning,
1: there were two <laughs> Asian people, that? and so you could see everybody be like. Like, it's one of the Asian people, right? It's got to be the Asian people. <laughs> and then by the end, like, both of the Asian people were eliminated. And so everyone's like, I don't know who it is anymore. <laughs> and it's this. there's one dude who's, like, playing it cool and being quiet the whole game. And then out of nowhere, he's like, it's her. That's such a chick thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, yeah, sure. Being in the CIA, it's a chick thing to do. <laughs> Fantastic show. That uh, anyway. great one last thing to bring up and then uh then we'll move on um is uh, a major update in the um in the uh, ever changing str- ever stranger politics of the city skylines youtube community
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
1: so up until recently i would say politically there are three types of guy who exist in the city skylines youtube community right and there okay. are like Regular leftists, right? People like oh. Justin, like me, like uh, there's some other people who are kind of lefty and whatever. Who, you know, to to various degrees, let it into their into their series, right? Sure. Uh, because there's a lot of cowards. It's it's YouTube, you know. It's uh, mostly
0: cowards. On it's YouTube, mostly cowards yeah. <laughs> who
1: are like. You know, who are like, uh, I keep the channel apolitical, you know, yeah. for the sake of growth. There's somebody, oh my God, there's a graphic design YouTuber who I just found out is like a serious anarchist who like did shit for, did designs for the Gravel Institute, but like her channel is all just like, I redesigned the Arby's logo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to keep getting paid.
1: <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so there's like regular leftists, right? There are, I would say, um, aloof people who are politically just kind of like not really engaged in anything and, and kind of find themselves with their foot in their mouth pretty often. Right. There's a guy who, <laughs> okay, um, like
0: secret objectivists.
1: I don't even, th- I think they're just like non-ideological altogether. I think they're just, okay. they're just into the game and they see something they like and they're like, I'm going to make that. So there's a guy, for example, who made the, he's an Australian dude who made the U S Mexico border And then everybody in the comments was like having massive, you know, flame wars about border politics. And he's just like, he's like, mates, mates, this means nothing to me.
0: (laughs) Please stop.
1: (laughs) Please stop doing this. I just like that (laughs) it looks different on both sides. (laughs) And he literally like had to stop the series because he's just like, people people are too intense about this. I was just trying to make it look like two different countries for God's sakes. Oh,
0: that's so then almost there's, sad. So there's <laughs> that's the, sad. The,
1: the third type of people who are the, like, outright keep politics out of this right. people. We're,
0: we don't care.
1: And these are not creators. These are usually um, commenters who will say, sure. like, you're being too political in your series. And then there will be a, a, an exchange that happens so often where somebody will say, you know, you're being too political. And then the creator will say... It's a city planning game. you can't not be political. Yeah, that's ridiculous <laughs> so now has emerged, I believe a fourth type of dude, okay, and I'd never seen it before, but he has revealed himself in the break since the last time we've spoken. <laughs> um it is a outright reactionary who's making city skylines YouTube shit. oh and it's a guy who I think I mentioned on this show before who was making uh, a, a Weimar Germany
0: <laughs> yeah oh that guy turned out to be an actual Nazi
1: so that guy has he's, I wouldn't say he's, he's fully revealed himself but hes he's played another card and if this were the Hustler I would perhaps be looking a little more closely at him <laughs> So, for those for those who have not heard me talk about him before, it's this guy, the Phoenician, who um, before, yeah,
0: we'll the before. Phoenician,
1: um, who before was making a, like Weimar Germany, uh, and there were people in the comments saying Nazi shit, and he, it, I thought he was the second type of guy, right, who's just kind right. of like aloof hey, and weird, I don't know, and I just, he's like, hey, come on, guys, like I'm just a history buff, I just wanted to make. <laughs> I just wanted to make Germany right when Hitler took power.
0: <laughs> just because they, it looks like Greece or something.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was kind of where he was at. But then uh, recently he started a new series, a side series, uh, where he is creating Chernobyl. Chernobyl? Yeah, he's creating Chernobyl. And the commentary is all, literally all of it is is like... So this was, like, uh, this was meant to be seen as, like, a, you know, a beautiful... you know, jewel in the crown of the Soviet Union for their propaganda, yeah. and like everything, everything that he's saying about it is about like the
0: Soviet propaganda. Just like he hates the Soviet Union, but he, he didn't hates say the Soviet that shit Union about so the, much. about the Weimar Republic. No, he never says
1: anything about
0: that. <laughs> Interesting.
1: So I would say yes again. If this were the Hustler. If we were on the hustler and the game yeah. was find the Nazi in the in the group of five people, I'd be saying.
0: Maybe that mm. guy. Maybe the guy who really cares about Weimar Germany and hates the Soviet.
1: <laughs> this guy who knows a lot about
0: <laughs> Has anybody done uh like Oh shit, his name just left my brain. Who was the Nazi architect guy? Like the big Himmler? Is that I thought Himmler was like Goebbels the, No, it had some other name.
1: Oh, like actual architect, not like architect of the thing. Oh, I don't know. Um, Could not tell you. He
0: had, he had a mate, but he had like this whole, um, like vision of what it was going to look like. And there's like all these like models. Oh, Speer. Albert Speer.
1: Yeah. So I did actually just recently talk to somebody who makes uh, buildings for the game And I was like, hey, what else you got on your, you know, just kind of chat with him. What else you got on your list of shit you're trying to make? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make Hitler's palace. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the guy who made, like, a synagogue for me. So, like, I'm not really sure, like, what his
0: deal is. It's just history, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I knew enough about, like, you know, it's interesting that they had this whole thing and like yeah. they wanted to do you know speer wanted to like redesign the whole country it's pretty right. crazy
1: i mean it's is i mean the you know the soviets did a lot of that sort of thing i, know, I mean like also you beautiful. do a lot of designing and shit sometimes <laughs> it works sometimes it doesn't but that's that's designed for you yeah um,
0: the soviet stuff is so fucking beautiful it's funny because i never even seen most of it until like this one big coffee table book came out in the strand and it was like all mm. these pictures that hadn't like been published in America. Right. Uh, some of it is incredible. I would well what's to crazy see too
1: is that like a lot of that Soviet stuff worked really well in the Soviet Union and then when it like made its way out into like, you know, the other side of the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> when it made it out here and like the modernists started to get at it, it just all fell apart and like they just didn't know what to do with it because they were trying to still like fit it into a capitalist framework. Like I just listened to a podcast recently about um the Bijlmer in Amsterdam, which is a neighborhood that was designed very much based on like Soviet housing block styles, yeah. and um, not architecturally, but like the way it's laid out, and like it's just this like ever like <laughs> it's it's like watching uh, like something collapse in on itself, but then it just like keeps collapsing and keeps collapsing, and like it becomes like a black hole of just like more oh, no. things go wrong and go wrong and go wrong <laughs> until eventually, literally, the government just has to be like, you know what? We're just gonna blow it up. <laughs> they <literally laughs> just like blew it up because they were just like, we can't do anything.
0: We, with it. we fucked up. Actually, they fucked
1: up because they like. They moved all these people out there before they, like, built roads out to it. So, like, there's, like, dirt roads leading to this place. And, like, there's no public transit, even though they said there was going to be a metro line. So, all these people for years are living there with no access to the city but a dirt oh my road. God.
0: Wait, where was this?
1: This is in Amsterdam, like, off oh. by where the airport is. <laughs> right. And, like, just absolute insanity.
0: Because <laughs> there's no central planning. <laughs> there's no planning,
1: yeah. And there's no, like, you're still trying to make it a, like, profitable... You know, building and shit instead of just being like
0: right. Housing people have enough people. space. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the
0: only place that's ever seemed like the Soviet Union to me that I've been to in America is Roosevelt Island. Mm. Like that place is like so planned out as like here's where you hang out, and then all of the people can live here, and everyone right. has the exact same amount of space, and you can like walk across like there's bridges between different apartment complexes and stuff. Right. It, yeah. It's all brutalists and shit. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Have you ever been I do there? like Roosevelt Island. Yeah, they're going to build that big crazy uh, thing on it—the green building. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember. It's some sort of like big building with like a bunch of trees on it and shit.
0: Someone should do Roosevelt Island for City Skylines. Hmm, that would
1: be cool. Maybe it's pretty <laughs> small. It's a pretty small project. Oh, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. Oh, well. But Manhattan's too big is the problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the big problem is, like, the City Skylines map is, like, just at the Goldilocks point of being completely useless for anybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no variability on the size. So, it's, like, <laughs> it's always the same size. And the land is, for any project, it's only ever too big or too small.
0: <laughs> Weird. Oh, I didn't know it was like that. It's but
1: really annoying. The
0: maps were, oh, were like, constrained.
1: They're really constrained. Well, it's, like, a box. It's a, you know, it's a square area Mm -hmm. and then you get to the edge of it and like the big problem is it's like you know either the city ends or it doesn't like in America cities don't end they just run into each other and so like if you're making an American thing it's just like you have to cover the map and shit (laughs) and then you get to the end and you're like well and then what it's just the edge of the world
0: there should be like a city skylines dlc that's just called the sprawl and it's like infinite
1: (laughs) yeah just like make a visualization even of just like and then it keeps going
0: (laughs) right and then there's more stuff it's yonkers over there (laughs) yeah
1: whatever it's just like procedurally generated crap it doesn't matter just not the edge of the world um all right anyway what did you watch this week
0: okay uh well i'll keep it short um I watched this movie that was recommended to me um, called, it's, uh, well, I, I don't know if we have to censor this, but it's called Coon Skin. Okay. Um, it is directed by well, Ralph. Well, it's Raccoon. It's Ralph, the... No, it isn't. <laughs> well, but I mean, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is directed by Ralph Bakshi, uh, who did Fritz the Cat and Wizards. And, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so it was a third. Oh, this is
1: uh, we talked about this before, didn't we? That you wanted to watch this. Did we talk about it? It's a cartoon, right? It
0: is a cartoon. Yeah, I don't yeah, think we yeah. talked about it on the show. Oh, uh, um, maybe not. But uh, it is a it is a parody satire <laughs> of black exploitation films in the seventies, mixed right. with uh, "Song of the South," um, like the Brer Rabbit story. Um,
1: Song of the South is the one that's got like Zippity-doo-dah in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like
0: not released on video Ever because it's like very racist it's so racist, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: It's just like an old black guy with cartoon birds
0: so, Yes, exactly uh,
1: <laughs> Saying nonsense to them
0: <laughs> Zippity-doo-dah <laughs>
1: Zippity-doo-dah And
0: he's like it's not Dude, clear I used to sing that when I was slaves. a kid Oh yeah, I went on Splash Mountain and stuff There's a ride to it, it's still there <laughs> And they've got Brer Rabbit and Brer Fox, and like they hang out. Um, but this Whoa. movie starts with uh, a jailbreak, and it's two prisoners. Yeah, that's what it looks like.
1: <laughs> uh, you can tell I looked at
0: <laughs> Jeremy's eyes just went wide. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> but Ralph Bakshi was just like so obsessed like he was so upset about things that were happening in the 70s and he was upset about the mafia and like the Godfather, and he was upset about song of the south and so he made this movie he hired the most black people to be animators that had anyone ever had right and like the movie is Basically made entirely by Black people, except for Ralph Bakshi because he had money.
1: Yeah, um, I was gonna say I just looked up Ralph Bakshi. <laughs>
0: <he> <laughs> not a white. Black guy.
1: Not a Black yeah. guy. He's a Palestinian.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: not a Black but guy. But he's uh, maybe not because he's from uh, pre. Uh, he's he's from Mandatory Palestine, so he's he could be an mandatory? English settler there. Oh, hope not. Um, but anyway, uh, this reminds me a little bit of. Did I ever show you? There's like a. Uh, Series of German ska uh, um, compilations I that think I uncovered. Did show me those. I did show you this. There's. It's a series of German ska compilations that are like the anti-racist, you know, racial unity ska thing. But all of the covers are the most racist art you've ever <laughs> seen in the world. But it's like it's. It'll be this black character killing a skinhead and a Nazi. Yeah. But in the most racist way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's insane that like, and 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 we looked him up. It was me and uh, Kieran from uh, Corner Spady. We looked him up, and I'm pretty sure we found out that it is a white German
0: guy. Who oh makes no, these. he just doesn't understand.
1: <laughs> he just doesn't understand. He thinks he's like being cool, and then he's <laughs> just, like making a a. It's like a Scott dude with like big lips and like a bone through his nose and stuff. Oh, it's really yeah, bad.
0: Yeah. Well, this is this is intentionally. Uh, like all of the characters are racial caricatures, right? Um, there's Jewish caricatures with, you know, grubby hands and big noses. And like, the point is, is to make a commentary on America in the Mm seventies. Um, so yes, it looks very racist. Um, but the NAACP at the time was like, this is good movie, good and important. (laughs) Um, and, you know, it, 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 ha- it did have, there was a lot of controversy around it. Um, it premiered at the MoMA. Um, it's very interesting. But basically, it's this movie about this rabbit and bear and fox, and they go to Harlem, and they find that like, everybody's just like running a scam and like scamming black people. Mm -hmm. and they are like this is bullshit that that you have like the cops and the mafia are all friends and they charge everybody for doing anything and then there's like this scammer named black jesus who is like just like making everybody give him his money and so they basically the movie is just them going around and like taking over (laughs) and like liberating harlem um and it is you know it looks crazy but like the movie hates cops, <laughs> it hate it. It hates the mafia. The Italians look awful. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Italians look like bugs or something. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, it's very funny. They um, do
1: be looking like that though.
0: But the movie is gorgeously animated, uh, and it has a happy ending. And it's a very you know, it's a f- it's a funny and gross and like it's a movie that is like intensely shoving your face in like racial caricatures um and that's like kind of the point of it and i think it's a really interesting sort of like look at you know the 70s yeah um and like what was happening at the time can you um, put it on the
1: plex i want to watch this yeah sure
0: i'll put it on it's uh really cool because it's i think it's one of the first movies that even attempted to do a uh, live action and cartoon mixture Uh uh-huh. um so there's like a part like there's multiple parts where like a real car will drive up to something, and then like right. the rabbit will get out. <laughs> um, but like, there's no people interacting with cartoons. But it's not very well done that stuff. Right. But um, the animation is really beautiful and really crazy looking, very violent, incredibly violent.
1: <laughs> it's got to just be the first feature length to do that because there's old, old, old shit that did that. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's um, definitely
0: referencing a bunch of old stuff too.
1: Because so I was gonna say Cab Calloway. I think, first oh, got yeah. famous for being in a cartoon.
0: <laughs> but it's got a lot of cool people. Barry White plays the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Scatman That's very funny. Cr- Scatman <laughs> Crothers, I think, is the fox. Um, so it's it's a lot of cool like voice actors. Should
1: have uh, been Red Fox.
0: <laughs> Could have been Red Fox. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. A really interesting movie. Um, and it, it's sort of... The message of the movie is, you know everybody is trying to scam you and so you have to like <laughs> kill all police and you know make an equitable living hell yes and break out of prison it's great yeah. i want to watch this shit <laughs> yeah so that's what i watched and what else we watched together was the movie called face off face off directed by john wu from 1997 Woo. starring John Travolta and John Travolta and Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Joan Allen, Gina Gershon. And I think that's as far as the names go in this.
0: Oh, well, it's got, uh, Colvin from the wire and the guy who owns the docks from wire season two. <laughs> it had a lot of wire people, uh, a lot of
1: wire people. Um, yeah. So we, uh, we watched face off, which, um, I'm sure most of you have seen if you haven't, uh, I would just generally recommend watching this. This is like <laughs> it's it's such a uh it's such a gem of this era of action that like it, it it's so hard to really explain like if you're younger maybe like you wouldn't really totally get this that like the late 90s there's the part of the late 90s that you that you see talked about a lot right now, which is where it's, like, the end of history. Everything yeah. is about how boring stability is, right? Like, office space and, and, and the Matrix and whatever. Everything is about, like, gray, you know, whatever. But then the other side of the end of history is this, like, liberating feeling where it's just, like, who cares what the story (laughs) is it doesn't matter what the story is the point is we're blowing shit up yeah (laughs) (laughs) like this is like it it is a little more plot heavy than like stuff of this era tended to be but like even the plot that's here is so minimally explained and middle minimally expanded upon and it's so unconcerned with like you following what's happening beyond just like and now he's this <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now the brother and now
1: this and now this and now this and now big chase
0: <laughs> guns shooting guns constantly yeah.
1: So let's let's go through the plot a little bit here. Uh, yeah, let's so let's try
0: and run it down.
1: We open on uh, Special Agent uh, Sean Archer, an FBI uh, important mucky muck of some type, yeah. uh, on a carousel uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the middle of a park uh, with his, his boy son, <laughs> and then off in the distance, uh, Caster Troy, who's played by Nicolas Cage, uh it sets up a sniper rifle he's drinking a soda out of a cup mm-hmm. and they they really linger on him drinking the soda out of the cup they really like that image for some reason
0: yeah he's got a mustache and he's scene. got a
1: mustache and he's got a straw and he keeps sipping out of the straw it's very important that we see that <laughs> um but uh he sets up a sniper rifle shoots sean archer Sean Archer uh, is holding his son on the carousel. The bullet goes through him, kills his son. Yep. And that's the opening of the movie. That's how we start the show. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, is before anything right. else, dead child.
0: <laughs> Which is incredibly important for, you know, for Archer's character.
1: Yeah, it's going to be his... Uh, it's all
0: he cares about, really. It's all
1: he cares about. It's his one motivating factor. He does not care about his daughter even a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Barely his wife.
1: Barely his wife, really just cares about the, the, the little boy. Right.
0: So Sean Archer is a hard-boiled, like he's he's trying to play, remember, this is John Travolta. So John Travolta. Yeah, when you're thinking about the acting
1: in this movie, again, if you haven't seen it, you're going to want to picture John Travolta.
0: <laughs> remember that John Travolta is a soft gay man. <laughs> With a
1: wide mouth. <laughs> yeah,
0: a huge chin. And uh, it's even referenced in this movie how ridiculous his chin is, Um, and he is supposedly playing an FBI agent as though he's like a hard-boiled street cop who doesn't take no sense from anybody, and he is constantly mad and like his hairs, like his his uh, his stubble's like growing out all the time, Um, but he just to be clear he comes off like he's just in hysterics yeah, like constantly he is,
1: con- he is constantly <laughs> just like having one <laughs> It's never, like, you never, like, oh, man. Like, you never get that, like, you know that, like, very visceral feeling you get when, like, a man yells and you're just, like, dad's mad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you have that, like, childhood feeling of just, like, oh, dad's mad. you like,
0: oh, fuck. You never
1: get that from John Travolta. You only ever get, like, this old queen. Yeah, Come he's, on. He's
0: just, he's just, like, can we please stop fucking around? <laughs> Like, dude, what? (laughs) We are a really
1: important counter terrorism thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's very, he's very queenie in this, and it's 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 really over the top.
0: What's so strange is that he's supposed to be the normal hard boiled one, and Nick Cage is supposed to be the over the top queenie one. Right. Uh, But that only lasts for. 20 minutes, I guess, of the right. movie. Um, and until the, the main inciting incident happens.
1: Right. So, so, But Nicolas
0: Cage is even further over the top. Nicolas because-
1: Cage is incredible in this movie. I just want to say, like, <laughs> just wonderful acting from him. John Travolta, not so much. He's no. really spotty here and there. Like, sometimes he does a good job, sometimes he doesn't. He's really scene by scene. He's Nicolas trying. Cage is absolutely nailing it the entire movie <laughs> like, every scene he's in you're just like i want to i want to see more
0: <laughs> honestly okay so the first time you see castor troy he is dressed up as a priest no reason yeah. he's dancing around like he's in like a, a berlin goth club to yeah. handle's messiah uh he uh, he's, planting ass-
1: a, he's planting a bomb in <laughs> the right. uh, Los Angeles Convention Center.
0: He's sexually assaulting a choir girl, and then he makes a face that is now a meme.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and you then, know the one. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then the next scene you see, he's in like his bolo tie and like leather suit or whatever, and he has a box full of chiclets or something. And
1: it's his it's his uh his airplane box. Yeah. So it's like his stuff that he needs for his flight. And it's like some chiclets, some pills, miscellaneous pills. Some, some joints. Some joints, or maybe just hand rolled cigarettes, unclear.
0: And both of his and his two golden guns.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so something very important that you also must remember about this film, again if you have not seen it, this is directed by John Wu. Right. This is so there's a conversation <laughs> that I had with Matt Christman on Ballin Out uh years ago. About uh, this kind of very visceral feeling you have when you watch something that is not American yeah. but is kind of trying to present itself as though it is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's this feeling that you get when you watch like the never-ending story or like uh, like a Mentos commercial. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> he had brought it up as as the Power Rangers feeling this way. Um, and anime as well but basically it's this feeling where you're watching something that's trying to present itself as being authentically American you're like no but you got something wrong not even close (laughs) not even close yeah so (laughs) this is this is one of those times where you're watching this and this is the first time I think I've ever really watched it through this lens where I'm like this is the most Chinese thing
0: I've ever seen he has a he has a golden dragon money grip.
1: He's got two matching golden guns. <laughs> He's got tiny little sunglasses oh, that he yeah. like that that are like in the middle of his face like Vash the Stampede. <laughs> He's got like long leather duster coat like Yeah. The, the aesthetic of this film is
0: insane. <laughs> and it's funny cuz I remember seeing it when I was young. This is the first time I've seen it since I was like 8 years old. Mm-hmm. Um and I hated it then. Um and this is the first time I'm watching it as like a cultural product as an adult, you know. Right. And I was just like, Wow, <laughs> this is insanely like, Chinese. <laughs> it feels so Chinese because I've seen Hard Boiled and stuff, you know, right. The Killers yeah. and other John Woo movies now and it's like, Oh, he's just doing his shit. He's just but doing it's John Wu Nicolas shit. Yeah. Cage. But it's Nicolas um, Cage
1: and John Travolta and everybody is American and but like so, okay, so so he yeah he plants the bomb. He gets on his little airplane. For some reason, uh, John Travolta is able to find out that he's getting on his little airplane, and he's like, "We got to get somebody on that airplane." And they do right, and and it's never explained how, and it doesn't it happens matter. Immediately. <laughs> it happens She's immediately. Happens immediately. She's just there. <laughs> uh, so they're the flight attendant, and uh,
0: yeah, but it's now. oh yeah yeah go ahead.
1: So this is the first scene where there's a strange phenomenon in this film that I have to imagine. Was the result of getting an NC-17 rating, where he says, um, "He says like, uh, if I were to uh, 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 give you flowers, where would I send it? No, never mind. If I were to ask you to if suck I were to my tongue, yes. Yeah, <laughs> if I were to let you suck my tongue, oh, yeah. would you? Would you be grateful? And then she, they make out and. There's absolutely no way that that wasn't a reshoot. There's (laughs) no way that you can convince me that it wasn't like suck my dick, and then they went back and they were like, no, we got an NC-17 rating, we need to change this.
0: So you think they shot a scene where she sucks his dick,
1: (laughs) or at least like they have like the head going down or something like that.
0: It is. Or maybe he
1: uses a metaphor like the Peach thing, although the Peach thing also feels like it was probably later edition. These things feel like they were meant to get a rating lower than NC-17. Uh,
0: honestly, yes. It's so weird because he's so sexual. Like, mm-hmm. a big part of Caster Troy is that he fucks everyone. Yes. Like, he's a sex maniac. He seems like immediately the first thing we see him do is, like, be a rapist. Like, he's, right. like, just grabbing people's asses all the time. And, like... But it's it's an American movie, and it feels really played down. Like, you never yeah, see him actually he's have He's weirdly
1: bashful about, like, saying, like, <laughs> ass. <laughs> it's just really strange. And his brother is, too. His brother's like, you want a sex sandwich with his wife and, and sister. His sister? yeah.
0: It's very bizarre uh, and feels like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, that, that happens. She turns out to be FBI action scene. Action uh,
1: scene, big he, chase on the tarmac. That, it's a tarmac her. that goes on forever. It's the it's the longest tarmac in America.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, they can just keep to, going and going. And stuff in this movie happens in in an instant. So, yeah. like, John Travolta is in a car. They're chasing the plane, and they're trying to... And he's... Nicolas Cage has a gun to the pilot's head saying, fucking take off. And then all of a sudden, literally a cut later... John Trollt is in a helicopter. Yeah, how did he get into the helicopter? <laughs> Where did the helicopter come from? Who Doesn't cares? Uh, and then he's <laughs> with the helicopter's like landing gear, c- holding the plane down. Um, and then they crash into a building, and then he gets out of the helicopter somehow and they building have a very fight. important
1: to note is not a uh, is an airplane hangar uh, which you'd imagine there would be at lax it's yeah. actually uh, a jet propulsion lab <laughs> where they're building engines
0: <laughs> oh yeah i guess
1: <laughs> um and yeah they have the big big fight in the jet propulsion lab uh caster and his brother are gonna go down shooting they expect to die they're you know firing off trying to kill all these cops and they kill a lot of them they kill oh, yeah. a ton of Lots cops, of cops. This movie has probably the biggest kill count for cops I can think of. It's insane <laughs> how many cops die. That's true. Um, and yeah, they have a big shootout. Uh, John Travolta like kills him with a jet. He like turns on the engine and shoots him into a fence. Uh, it doesn't really matter. The point is it's a huge action sequence right. that Insane. is like bigger than anything that would happen in a regular movie. Mm-hmm. This would be the end of most movies.
0: But they do set up a thing where it's like they treat guns like they're swords. Mm-hmm. Like they're not dangerous, really. Right. Like you can just put like they they keep doing this thing throughout the whole movie where they have a they both will have guns pointed at each other's heads, and then they'll quickly move.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> like it's
0: like they're trying to get a better position <laughs> <laughs> to shoot the head better. <laughs> yeah, they'll like they're like, oh, this actually this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and then they're just like in a different position where they both have a direct shot to each other's heads. Uh, it they doesn't dodge make It's
1: constantly. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really very make strange. any
0: sense, and that's not ever address that's just completely style. And that's mm-hmm. you know, that's fine if you like that. Um and then he knocks him out and he goes into a coma.
1: Yeah. In the so jet this engine. is this is where the movie starts, by the way. This is right. the first all of this has matter. just been like uh, it means nothing. They literally could have just been like he planted a bomb and then he tripped on a banana peel. <laughs> right. And that got him into the hospital. What's
0: funny is in a normal movie that scene would have been like the backstory of why he cares about caster Troy. Like he would have like cut his eye or that, that would have been the scene where he kills his son or something. No, that already happened. This is him catching caster Troy. Doesn't matter. He, there's a bomb yeah um and now the he's point is there's a, a
1: bomb in in the los angeles convention center they need to know that it's there they don't know where it is they just know there's a bomb and that it's big enough to destroy the whole like a mile radius so it's a nuke i guess yeah, it's
0: basically a nuke
1: um so uh the plan is that he's got to get caster's brother to talk so in order to do that he's got to cut Nicolas Cage's face off and then put it onto his own face okay. so that he can so, look like Nicolas Cage. So the,
0: the, the thing about that, this is the premise of the movie, is that I, this part annoyed me when I was a kid and annoys me now. Because it's like, just make it magic. Like
1: You might as well. <laughs> why don't you just say,
0: we're the fucking CIA and we have a body changing machine. And you can change into Nicholas Cage. Yeah,
1: just have it be like you walk through a chamber yeah. and you come out the other end.
0: <laughs> but there's this whole long sequence. It's so long. <laughs> where, for, and then the, the thing and, is. But it,
1: is, it doesn't help at it all. It doesn't help
0: because it's like, no one explains whose idea this was. Nope. Like, his his subordinate. Why did, you,
1: why did you have this technology to begin with? What were you using it for?
0: <laughs> Not explained. His subordinate suggests it and it's like, you're the only one who can do this. And he's yeah, like, Yeah, you I know don't so much to. about him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this. And she's like, Well, you got to. Um,
1: Absolutely unreal. No
0: the- boss is telling him he should do it or that they sought up this plan. Nope. It's just like this thing that exists and it is an option, and he decides to do it.
1: You know, when you could have done all of that explaining during that long action <laughs> scene at the airport. <laughs> You could have cut that uh, by maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes. 10 minutes, so long. (laughs) Uh,
0: And I think what annoys me about this movie is that everything is like this, where it's like, I, I'm i happy to just say you have a body changing machine but then they take me through steps of like well what about my scar oh we'll take that out what about my voice we'll put a microchip and it's like why are you doing
1: this? Dude, apparently the <laughs> microchip thing apparently that was a placeholder that they put in the script and then forgot they put in there <laughs> and then when they got to the shoot day for that scene they were just like oh shit we left microchip in there <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, fine
0: microchip <laughs> Yeah, because they don't care.
1: They don't care, uh, and and in some ways it's fun. I appreciate that they don't <laughs> care, <laughs> and it's really—I mean, for all its faults, it is a gruesome and very well put together scene when they like <laughs> cut their faces
0: off. It, does like, look it cool. looks it's like, like <laughs> they
1: cut faces off and put them on cool. each other.
0: Yeah, so so he's Nicholas Cage now. He's Caster Troy, or archer looks like troy
1: yeah and luckily neither of them have tattoos or anything
0: but doesn't he had a scar and they took it off
1: right but i mean like what are they gonna like give him a tattoo
0: yeah it's also <laughs> funny that he like he takes his wedding ring off but it's like clearly different sizes like at the end like he has different hands like john yeah. travolta has huge meaty hands yeah there's and- <laughs> too many
1: things you'd have to
0: change it doesn't make any sense anyway and
1: the fact that like they they like that uh, Nicolas Cage as John Travolta has sex with John Travolta's wife, and yeah. then you're like, "Well, do they have this? Like, did they same have the same dick? dick? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> don't you think you'd notice?" Like, <laughs> uh,
0: so Caster Troy gets arrested. They the FBI arrests him, even though it's it's him. They send him to a insane. Alcatraz style prison where the it's movie is like an
1: oil rig in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And
0: the movie <laughs> turns into a sci fi movie where yeah. they have like it gets real anime here where it's yeah. Just so like. Yeah. This so is, this is
1: one of the things <laughs> I wanted to talk about is the ideology of this movie is so bizarre because it's like.
0: If it has, yeah. if
1: But that's the thing is it's like, it, I don't know if it does or if it like believes in anything. And if it does, like what does it believe? Because it's like. <laughs> It's very much a, like, evil, like, throughout the movie, John Travolta, as both John Travolta himself and as Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, breaks so many laws. Oh, yeah. And and the way that they treat prisoners, like, this is a secret prison. They say when he gets there, he's like, nobody knows this is here. This is not a legitimate (laughs) prison. This, like, nothing applies to us here. We're in international waters and whatever. The
0: Geneva Convention doesn't apply,
1: like we are torturing you this is a black site
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) and so there's that he murders several prison guards on his way out he does all sorts of really bad stuff but still caster troy is the bad guy because caster troy is the criminal you know what i mean it's like this weird idea where it's like criminal is bad so you do everything you can to stop criminal even if you become criminal there's no (laughs) there's a lot of reflection on like there's times where they do have, like, you know, my my perspective is broadened by walking in someone else's shoes. You know, they have that scene That's a, where, yeah. like, he, you know, he meets Castor Troy's girlfriend and shit, and, like, he and says, like, son? I will never bother you again. I'm sorry that I've inconvenienced you so much. But there's never <laughs> a point where he's like, wow, I've done a lot of bad things. I wonder if people do bad things for a reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, also, the thing about this is that the thing that, What You find out almost at the the end of the movie, the reason Caster Troy is doing this gets split so they can have it both ways. Which is, A, he's a political terrorist who is trying to kill three of the Supreme Court justices. This is the other thing I wanted to talk about (laughs) is
1: the scheme. So he's blowing up the building to kill the Supreme Court justices. That's one piece of info that you get. And these are not, by the way, these are not a part of the plot. These are little throwaway lines that we both clearly keyed into. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're trying to figure out why is he doing this? What is any of this? (laughs) So he's trying to kill three of the Supreme Court justices for a militia. That's the other thing is when they talk about who gave them the $10 million, which, by the way, is not enough money to blow up a mile. Are you kidding me? Not even
0: close.
1: (laughs) You're going to take $10 million is like, maybe enough that you never like that you and your brother never have to work again and you can like
0: have a modest life yeah you could have like a pretty you good could life pay maybe pay yourself like 80 grand a year Yeah. Till the till you're dead. Like like a normal like desk job.
1: Yeah, this is what should be a normal life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Not (laughs) extravagant amount of money. Yeah, and you're gonna blow up ten miles of dense city, are you kidding?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not even not even factoring in like the money it would take to like get out of the country and not be found and like have weapons. No. <laughs> $10 million is not enough. But, not
1: enough money. But, uh, but it's for a militia. That's what they say. And 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 during this time, you know, late 90s, like, the one thing that's happening politically that's against the grain is, like, militia movements. You know, this is, right. like, Oklahoma City bombing is, like, right around this time period.
0: Uh-huh. And so then were the is, troubles kind of, like, just before this?
1: Uh, I mean, the troubles are, like, starting to end at this point. Because right. this is 97. So the troubles are, I think the, the Good Friday Agreement's like, the early 90s? Um, right. So it's anyways, fresh the, in
0: people's minds. Like it's fresh in people's minds,
1: and and the but the militia that they would be probably referencing in this is is a right wing, you know, rural Michigan sort of militia,
0: <laughs> yeah, who yeah. are
1: trying to kill the Supreme Court justices, I guess, to to achieve what the Republicans have managed to achieve over the following two decades. Yeah. Li-
0: libertarianism, <laughs> I guess. yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, just a fascinating little piece of of stuff that's in here. But um, so, but it's like
0: it's like it's like. That's cool though, but he's not doing it for any political reasons. He's no. just in it for the money. And so you're right, allowed yeah. to sort of be like, "Well, fuck him. He's just going to kill people for money." Uh I guess. I guess, yeah, <laughs> um, but and, Anyway, so he goes to prison, uh he tries to convince his brother that he's Castor Troy, um but fails immediately. Like the funny thing about this is like the scheme that he has that makes him turn—he's like, they, "You can do this. You know him better than anybody." Wrong. He doesn't know him at all. He doesn't know anything about the way he acts or behaves. And everyone <laughs> immediately is like, "You're not Castro. Who? Yeah, you're this not Castro. This What's is wrong weird. With you?
1: You're you're." <laughs> Odd now. (laughs) And also, why did it have to happen at the secret Guantanamo Bay prison? Like why couldn't it have been in LA? Like why did
0: the Yeah, why didn't this all
1: is so hinky? It just doesn't make any sense. Why didn't the (laughs)
0: FBI move him to a different, smaller, better prison and then just have Castor visit him or something? It's like it's whatever. And also, you could have just like Checked for where you could have put a huge bomb and like had bomb sniffing dogs first, yeah. Take like, you guess. had a couple, weeks. you know, you've got downtown
1: LA, there's only a couple of big targets that make sense, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs>
0: hmm, maybe the place where three Supreme Court justices are gonna be, <laughs> like.
1: yeah. Where are important people gonna be over the next month? Hmm, right. I wonder, anyway. The, we're, I think we're it's, getting too into the plot here because yeah. we're, we're gonna run out of time, but basically, it's the scheme is that he's gonna try to do this. And then uh, Nicolas Cage uh, wakes up from his coma, takes John Travolta's face, goes and assumes John Travolta's life, uh, somehow fixes his family, kind of.
0: He's <laughs> like, way better at being way an FBI agent. At
1: being the dad. <laughs> he,
0: he's like much cooler of a person. Everyone respects him. He's yeah. great. But he, then on
1: the other end of things, he does like turn the FBI. Counterterrorism thing into like straight up Gestapo, like they're showing up places and just like shooting before they even like they, you know, they're doing raids and they're not even on the megaphone, being like, "Come out with your hands up." They literally just open fire instantly. <laughs>
0: Which is absolutely <laughs> insane. yes, but also they show John Travolta like abusing witnesses and like just like bringing people in and then immediately yeah. being like, "I will end your family if you don't tell me what I." Yeah, like-
1: to John Wu, to John Wu, there's no such thing as the law. Like this <laughs> is just a good versus evil tale because John Travolta, I just remembered, yeah, puts like a gun in that dude's eye and he's yeah. just like, "I will murder you here in my office."
0: Yeah, it's not like he was good before he's not doing anything different he's just better at it (laughs) so anyway the basically the rest of the movie from that point on is like a big cat and mouse game where john travolta at first you think he's gonna fuck his own daughter uh but caster troy in john travolta uh you know, basically teaches makes her
1: how to defend herself from a rapist. Yeah, uh, has sex with his wife, like, and in, in a, like, and seems to like repair that relationship that John Travolta had ruined yeah. with all of his weird sadness and, and whatever, being
0: super distant or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then he learns that he's, you know, how how much it hurt him that his son died, uh, that he that he killed his son, and then John Travolta learns that he had a son too, and he's like, oh, I'm going to take care of this baby. Yeah,
1: Caster Troy has a son. Uh, And then, yeah, after a big shootout and chase scene at the end of the movie, uh, it's a big set piece involving a speedboat chase. Uh, The end of the movie is that he like takes in Caster Troy's son to replace his son, which is absolutely like fucked up. How did that legally happen?
0: It really (laughs) feels like fucking Caster Troy deserves a redemption arc here because it's like. You see Nicolas Cage as John, John Travolta as Nicolas Cage, like having all of this stuff and like Nicolas Cage as John Travolta, like really doing a lot of good. And like, so it's right. like, OK, well, you kind of see that they're kind of the same and they have both have their problems. Uh, but no, it's just like actually John Nicolas Cage just gets fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, or sorry. Casher Troy gets fucking killed, and then they put in put John Travolta back in his own body, and that's the end. And That's, <laughs> that's the end like, of the movie,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all of
0: that takes, like, an hour and a half. Like, there's so much. Thing,
1: fantastic thing at the end, though, uh, is that... Uh, Nicolas Cage as John Travolta when he realizes the jig's up and he's gonna die, like takes a knife and starts cutting up the face <laughs> so that he's like, "You'll never get this face yeah, back, you, you piece of shit." He cuts but his own he like face. he like cuts around the edge of it, which is kind of like if you really wanted to fuck with them go th- right through the center, man. Yeah, you cut
0: your own nose off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Literally cut off your nose to spite your face.
0: Yeah, they should have done that.
1: <laughs> that would have ruled yeah <laughs> um but then the other um uh the other thing was that um at the end is um fuck what was it damn it fuck oh
0: yeah it's something i had something. church happens the
1: beach church and doves and stuff crazy movie by the way aesthetically i really like it a lot <laughs> And I think even though it's really stupid and makes no sense, it's very fun. It's a fun movie. (laughs) It's not slow ever, really. Well,
0: I disagree with you there. Because I agree that it's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Because honestly, when you were like, let's watch Face Off, I was like, oh, maybe me and Jeremy will, like, I'll get to hate a movie. Uh, Yeah. And I I don't like it. Um, Uh but But a big reason for that is because everything that's cool gets just beaten to death. Where Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, okay, a cool prison fight. Let's do that a hundred (laughs) times. And it's like, let's stay there for a half an hour. And then it's like, there's all of this, like, Nicolas Cage getting to vamp and, like, act is incredible. Like, Nicolas Cage is amazing in this movie. Because, like, him doing... One thing I did wanted more of was Castor Troy in Nicolas Cage's body where he gets mm-hmm. to be cool and like just like right, be awesome. Yeah. You don't really get that much. John Travolta gets to do all of it and he's not as good at it. But Nicolas Cage being shy and per- And trying to do that is is incredible. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's because you got to remember, it's like it's a wild acting exercise to really like try to wrap your head around where it's like you are as Nicolas Cage in real life. You are creating the character Caster Troy. Then you are creating the character of John Travolta pretending to be Caster Troy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's it's a really weird thing to try to wrap your head around. How do you act that? (laughs) and John Travolta sometimes gets it sometimes doesn't Nicholas Cage nails it um, absolutely nails it the whole time you're watching him you're like i get exactly what's happening here like yeah. there's a scene in the first big prison fight where you see him beat the living shit out of this guy and like almost kill him and he like does this weird laugh cry laugh cry laugh yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> where Insane. he's like going back and forth between them and you're like oh my god like he really is like he's going for it <laughs> in every it. scene he's
0: really trying but he can't because he's a normal guy. But yeah. th- the problem is is that Travolta never sold the normal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really tough thing to do. And I don't think that they actually did it. But Cage did it. Like yeah. w- one out of two. And Travolta tried. Um, <laughs> but my biggest issue with the movie is just that like. Some of the set pieces are incredible and fun to watch and very fun. And I would have been able to look over a lot of my problems with it. It's just there's so many duds where it's just like we're on this... Fucking speedboat for what feels like twenty minutes, and yeah, I'm it's so a very bored. <laughs> <long chase. laughs> I'm so bored.
1: Yeah, because the geography of stuff never makes sense. That's a big problem in this movie. Is like that you know, in the beginning, in the tarmac, the runway is forever. You yeah. know, the the boat scene. It's like where are they? Like
0: <laughs> it's in the middle of the ocean.
1: What bay are they in? Like, and then like when, when he jumps off of the the oil rig prison, he jumps off of it to escape the helicopter. He's in the middle of the ocean, and then the next scene without explanation, he's just He's back He's in at L.A. His friend's house, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was off the coast of L.A. I guess.
0: <laughs> but even that, <laughs> but even that, like the jumping off of the oil rig, he they have him jump off three times, but not land in the water. The first two, it's like he, everything right. has to be done multiple times. So it's like by the time you get to the big one where he jumps off in slow motion into the water, you're like, okay, finally, God. Uh, <laughs> we
1: all knew this is where it yeah, was going. <laughs> just show it
0: to me. I feel like you could recut this movie into a. A tight 90 and i would love it mm-hmm. uh as just an absurd you know keep all of nick cage's stuff you know gloss over all the like john travolta's wife's and daughter shit which yeah, is like absolutely kind of just weird and, and <laughs> awkward
1: yeah it doesn't need to be in there uh One thing I will give a lot of credit to is location scouting in this movie. Bananas. (laughs) Like, the number of places that they shoot in that are like, how did you find this? (laughs) Like, where did they find a beach church? Where did they find that insane loft that the the criminal bald guy lives in?
0: (laughs) I love the criminal bald guy so much. Great great character. Him, like, interacting with the Nicolas Cage, or Caster Troy, is just, like, so funny and, like it feels like it's from a different movie where it's like a little more realistic. Like mm-hmm. that guy literally says, he's like, my place is getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's like, Caster Troy is like, I want to take his face off. And then he's like, no more drugs for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy.
1: He's very fun. Yeah. Um,
0: so there's a lot of fun stuff in it. I'm not saying it's a, a, you know, it's not terrible, but it is.
1: It's a, it's a good time. I think it's, even if it's not a good movie it's, it's a, a good time yeah
0: i will say it's a very bad movie it's a uh, very bad
1: movie it's it's an important document though and this is why <laughs> we this is why we decided to watch this or why i wanted to watch it at least is because you're going to be hearing a lot more about face switching technology as the as the q true believers <laughs> start to recede into the fringes of society again they're going to have to explain how things are still happening you know we're still the storm is still coming whatever joe biden is actually he did the face switch with Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump is still the president. That's why you,
0: that's why you haven't barely heard him speak. It's because he yeah. talks like Trump and they're trying to exactly. like have him perfect the impression. And, and
1: <laughs> then what's going to happen is Joe Biden's going to wake up from his coma and he's going to put Trump's face on and they're going to put a bunch <laughs> of like, I guess, like saline bags in him to make him look fat. So fat. And then he's going to be like, he's going to be like, it's, a, it's, it's incredible. It's a, the, the greatest.
0: <laughs> oh, we're gonna make you America, wouldn't believe. We're going to make America... Great. Gray, Gray, Ray, gray again, again. Bigley.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he'll <you'll> get it.
1: <laughs> uh, New Year's been no longer hot. The New Year's parties no longer hot. <laughs>
0: Disappointing, very disrespectful. Nipples are protruding. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if any of that sounds fun to you, you've probably seen it. You'll but... probably like it. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I, I will say. Caster
1: Troy's styling alone is worth the price of admission. There's not many.
0: Like, Nicolas Cage has only recently really been appreciated as, like, an actually good actor, I feel like. It mm-hmm. is fun to go back and see the ones that got him the reputation that he has as, like, an insane over-actor. And then realize he's actually incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is
1: one of those times where you're like, you're watching him and you're like, objectively, you're overacting, but there's no other way to play this. Yeah. You're doing a great job because (laughs) you're overacting.
0: Yeah. You are doing a fantastic job. So, yep. It's a crazy movie. Uh, But. You know, the storm is coming and <laughs> and I think we should all be pointing to this as documentary evidence that the FBI has this technology. Yes. And it's not crazy to think of what what we think is happening is happening. The so The Day
1: of the Rope is just around the corner <laughs> and that rope is gold and has dragons embroidered yeah. in it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Generation Loss. <laughs> it's been another week
0: it's been a great episode (laughs) thanks for being with us please check out our patreon patreon.com slash generation loss where you will find bonus episodes where we talk about the movie news and other topics that are funny um and then uh follow me at kinematography follow jeremy at jeremy thunder follow the show at gen loss pod on twitter uh jeremy thunder on youtube twitch.tv slash dull killer care on twitch um and uh yeah that's all check out see our you next discord. time bye
1: oh yeah check out the discord bye
0: <laughs> feeling like a boss and staring at the
1: stars
0: it doesn't matter the cost because
1: everybody wants to be famous i'm shots so see you over a bar. it doesn't matter the cost